Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know those uh, uh, flow commercials, the progressive yes, flow I commercials? Love her. And she's hilarious. She's so I funny. Her. So oh, funny. So funny. They're, They're so, so funny. They're so funny. I almost die. I die when she yes, says stuff. I and then the little guy that is a bit the funniest things I, I have I, ever I, seen I'm, in my I'm life. I get tearing excited. Up I like about. a white lab coat now, just in I'm general. I think it's funny. I'm crying at the thought that I may have I, seen my last one, that they won't continue them. So, they're they're in so the Super Bowl. I, I think it's better uh, than most programming. She's great. Good. Morning, sweet world, and welcome to another No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with real vodka, real seltzer, and real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Monday, March 13th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tass, he has the beard of one with Top Shot Hot Boy. That's Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder. Making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are, a little housekeeping before we get into it. Hello to the stream team. Thank you for joining us live on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, and sub around and find out. Let's get those subs up. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. And once you are done with today's classic, check out the brand new episode of Is This Good?, with Stratford, Ontario's fourth, maybe third biggest celebrity, <laughs> me. Yes, I joined uh, JD and Matty O, discussed a lot of things, had a blast on Is This Good. We talked about human pyramids, mm-hmm. <laughs> buffet secrets, strip club ATMs, living next to swingers, and more <laughs> on Is This Good. And by the way, Is This Good has a new Patreon set up to help the to help the guys out help these guys eat a little bit uh few membership levels there's like good great and goat goat. i did like that that's right smooth move there by uh matty o so uh patreon.com slash is this good if you want to uh i guess get some like extras that's what it unlocks right you're gonna get extras you're gonna get a chunk of the show that is is gonna be lifted out of the regular show Mm mm-hmm and it's going to be on the Patreon. Ooh. So if you want the full episode, you got to go to Patreon. Okay. Any tier gets you that. But if you want the video, you got to go to mid-tier. <laughs> I thought of it all. Yeah. All right. But just so everyone doesn't freak out, is this good? The show itself will continue to be, quote unquote, free oh, yeah. once a week. But if you want all these extra goodies, that's right. you, you get into yeah. the Patreon game. All right. You won't even really notice. But you'll go, wait, this is shorter than normal. I wonder what happened. (laughs) It's longer on Patreon. Diabolical, I love it. Uh, Tonight, join us for another NBA watch party on playback. 
Uh, we're going to start with the Grizzlies-Mavericks game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, but uh, I assume the plan, Tass, to jump around a little bit. Yeah, baby. No Patreon levels here. You just come jump <laughs> enjoy the show tonight. Listen, it feels like the playoffs are already starting. Every mm-hmm. game matters a lot. So, yeah, we got Mavs Grizzlies. Hopefully Kyrie's in there. We got an image of Kyrie right now. He's <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who to put, man. That's uh, reasonable. He's questionable right now. You never know. Foot soreness. He could play. He could very well. But we got Jazz Heat. We got Wolves Hawks. We got a lot of games going on. All right. So join us tonight. Playback. Uh, we got the link there. I'll add the link to our uh, show notes. Join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll be tweeting it out, of course, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. It's always uh, a blast to watch these games with you. Okay. Before we get to winners and losers, we had two more wedgies. This is great news. We'll start, well, both of them actually happened on Saturday. Nicholas Batum from the corner. Had a lot of clipper wedgies this year. Absolutely. That's a deep one. Really nice wedgie there from the corner. So that's fantastic. And then later that day, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. with the floater wedgie. On sort of the uh, open layup attempt there. It's like two for him in a yeah, week, didn't right? He just have one? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you guys are right. I, I on the sixth, one week away. Wow. That's yeah, nice. a week. Good, good for him. And that he was wide open too. Yeah. Just sticking a plain old wedgie right there from five feet. Yeah, you're right. A uh, little caught between. Am I going backboard or not? Yeah. And, uh, right. It stuck it. So anyway, 44 wedgies on the year. Look at that pace. Yeah, really picked up. Really did. They come Marches in bunches. Been it's been great. So. uh... Fantastic. And just a quick note on the Clippers one. I mentioned last week we saw one in Los Angeles. I said, is this a fever dream? Am I hearing the PA announcer yell wedgie when it happens? It wasn't a fever dream. It happens in Los Angeles. Wow. Because remember Ralph Lawler who called games for the Clippers for 41 years? The man we basically took wedgie from. Yeah. We popularized it from Ralph Lawler. We asked him about it when we were uh, with the starters. He, he made it happen in Los Angeles for so long that as soon as a wedgie happens, the PA announcer just says, wedgie, and that's it. I love it. it. Doesn't go any deeper than that. He doesn't it's give you analysis time. like no dunks does. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So Excellent. that happens. And thanks to you out there who let me know that because uh, I thought I was dreaming when I heard that on a broadcast. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Love it. Okay, let's get to winners and losers of the NBA weekend a little bit later in the show. We're going to have some March Madness fun. We're going to be filling out our bracket Guys that know nothing about college basketball <laughs> all week long. Uh, but I think it's going to be hilarious. But we are starting, because this is an NBA podcast, with the winners of the NBA weekend. Why don't you get us going here? Well, first, a quick shout-out to those Clippers who have won three in a row before I get to my actual winner of the week. Because I think Ty Lue's figuring out that point guard thing out pretty well. Russell Westbrook's starting games, but he's not ending games. Last two games, no fourth quarter minutes. It's Eric Gordon who's man in the point, doing a good job. Three big assists against the Knicks on Saturday. Why I also love that particular game. You had Spike Lee sitting beside Steve Ballmer, two different individuals. Uh, but loving <laughs> loving the camera on them the entire time. And just, I love watching Kawhi the Machine right now. He's getting cut off. You know, it's back to the old Raptors Kawhi where he gets cut off. It looks like he's got nowhere to go. Guy looks like he's bottled him up, but Kawhi just goes pump, 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 and just gets off his feet just in time to get off a shot. It looks like there's no chance he buries it because yeah. he's Kawhi. Him and Paul George got something going on. So anyways, interesting to watch those Clippers. But I've got the Cavs because I think these two-game sets that we've seen the last few years kind of help out these teams that haven't had any postseason experience because it feels like these are sort of post-game, postseason series, these two-game sets. If you take it seriously, you got to study film. You got to make sure you know what's going on. They played the Heat, another team that's got a, a lot of playoff experience doing this kind of thing and they split them 
They won the first one and they lost the second one. So why are they a winner, Tess? Sounds kind of stupid. But I like how they're getting these losses out of their system here in the regular season. It's just getting into those habits of studying an opponent. And the Heat made adjustments. And so they saw it on the other side, going into Miami, which is nice on the road. Uh, if you go into the postseason and you st- steal one, that's all you, it's all you want. As Donovan Mitchell said, that's all they were looking for. And they missed assignments, and they screwed up in Game 2, and they fouled after the Heat made adjustments, and they lost. Uh, but good to get out of their systems. I, I think it really does help. They got another two-game set next week against the Brooklyn Nets, who they could be facing in the postseason. They could be facing the Knicks in the postseason. People thought they were going to be facing the Heat in the postseason. I know people would... Uh, take the Cavs right now if they, was, they were going to play the Miami Heat, but it was only weeks ago. I think people were saying, oh, this is a bad matchup for this young Cavs team. So I think they're growing. Uh, we got the, the bad side could be that Jared Allen got poked in the eye in the second game of that set by Bam Adebayo, but it looks like it's just a contusion. So the Cavs in the fourth seed went on to beat the Hornets on Sunday. I'm kind of going back. They played Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Then they beat the Hornets on Sunday. They were down again. They had to come back. Ricky Rubio, probably his best game since coming back. He had uh, nine of his 11 points in the fourth quarter. So they are one of three teams that have got to 70 games already. Hmm. Played a ton of games. 12 games left. Like I said about our playback this evening, it feels like the playoffs are here, and it feels like this team is learning, and uh, they get another quick set here uh, against the Brooklyn Nets if you take it seriously, and I know this team is uh, going into the playoffs with a young team aside from Donovan Mitchell. What do you think of uh, the Cavaliers as a, as a winner of the weekend, Tass sort of going back to Wednesday uh, you know, with that, with that two-game set there against the Miami Heat where they split it and then taking care of business on Sunday? Well, I will also be referencing Wednesday for Jeez. one of my losers. When do you guys start your weekend? I love it. Uh, well, that's the thing. I actually was going to have Jimmy Butler as a winner of the weekend because he dominated the Cavs in the fourth quarter. Uh, the win for Miami, 12 points in the fourth quarter, uh, probably helped out by Jarrett Allen missing a little bit of time. Also, don't think it's super impressive that the Cavs had to come back to beat the Hornets. Uh, yeah, that's a thing that they do. Yeah, that's a thing that they do, and they get lucky when uh, Donovan Mitchell is making shots in the fourth quarter. But they've got Mitchell, they've got Garland. Those are two good guards at handling the ball. They can get shots quite a bit of time and knock down uh, free throws as well. So I didn't necessarily expect the Cavs to be winners this weekend with the way their weekend went, but... Tass made a great pitch. Mm-hmm. Tass always swerves when it comes always to swerves. swerves. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't have Garland that game that they did lose against the Miami Heat. You know, just going big picture here as well. They are three and a half. The Cavs are behind the Sixers for the third seed, and they are three games up on the Nets uh, in the fourth slot. So they really, of like all of the teams across the board in both conferences, when you look at seedings, they are one that has space on both sides, and it feels like they will be hosting game one of a first-round series against who? Is it the Nets? Is it the Knicks? Is it possible it's the Heat? It, it's going to be likely one of those three teams. So they're going to have game one and two there in their own barn, and uh, there's going to be some expectations, obviously, as a, as a favorite, as the home team, to and beat the, whoever they play. And they're going to get down in one of those first two games, because that's what they do. Mm. They get down in these holes, and then they come back. Will they be able to come back? They do rely on Donovan Mitchell a little too much. But these 12 games, I think they are taking it seriously here in the stretch run to try and not do that, <laughs> try, and, try and not get down. But the fact that they go into Miami and take one, I think that's it just bodes well for their game three and four, whether it's against the Knicks or the Nets. It, it looks like it's going to be against one of those teams. Who do you got for a win of the weekend, TK? Winner of the weekend for me is Sean Chu, John Lardy, and Nadim Sattar. Mm. Who are those? 
No idea. Oh, I know who they are. They are the guys that walked out of a preseason Kings game and said, oh. 40 wins! We're baby. getting 40 wins this year! Yes. <laughs> the Kings got 40 wins. <laughs> prophecy is true. They got a victory lap. There's a piece on The Athletic with these guys. Deuce and Moe had them on. Yep. I saw NBC Sports did a little piece as well. There's probably more out there. They deserve it. The Kings beat the Suns this weekend in Phoenix for their third straight win. Sacramento 8-1 and one since the All-Star game. This is their first 40-win season since 05-06. Bibby and Brad running things out there in Sacramento. Crazy. So shout out to those guys coming through with a prediction that got them laughed at uh, at the time. People saying, 40 wins, that's not even 500. The Kings have a chance to get to 50 wins still uh, with this season. That was Summer League, right? That was Everyone was hot at Summer that, League. That was Summer League. Oh, Summer League. And it yeah, wasn't even soon. like Las Vegas Summer League. It was the California oh. Classic oh. Summer League. They Keegan. were walking out of Chase Center. Keegan uh, was cooking. Hollering. Yeah, Keegan was cooking, exactly right. One of the guys had on... Uh, like a makeshift Keegan Murray jersey because yeah. they didn't exist yet. He said he was get, he just went to uh, TJ Maxx and got the smallest white T-shirt he could find. <laughs> <laughs> great okay. stuff, uh, but a great win, honestly, uh, for Phoenix uh, against the Suns on Saturday night. For they the got Kings, contributions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, so for the Kings, they got contributions from everybody in this game. Seven players scored twelve or more points. I guess Harrison Barnes ended up leading them in scoring with just 19. They finished this game on a 13-4 run. They get six points from DeMontis Sabonis, a couple assists from Malik Monk. De'Aaron Fox only scored one basket. He's been their clutch player this year. Harrison Barnes made some free throws and a massive three by Kessler Edwards. The guy's made five threes this season. And he shot it like he's made 500 in his career. So a big-time winner of the weekend for the Kings and their fans and the Beam. It looks like the Kings have a pretty good shot, at least, of holding on to the number two seed in the Western Conference. This is also great if you care about winning divisions, then getting a win over the Suns. When the trade happened, it felt like Phoenix would have a chance to catch Sacramento. Obviously, Kevin Durant went down with an injury, but the Kings have just been playing great basketball. Ridiculous contributions from the bench. As you said, Kessler Edwards, a guy they got at the uh, trade deadline for a second-round pick. No one really you know, blinked, batted an eye at that, just some depth, but... The Kings going after depth. Who would have thunk it? I mean, that's that's a, a, a trait of a very good team. Yeah, guys coming off the bench, as you said. Malik Monk, huge. Trey Lyles, huge. And Kessler Edwards, huge, uh, along with some others there off the bench. But, yeah, going deep. This Kings, they went 10 deep in that game. 40 wins. I can't believe they've only done that like a handful of times in their franchise. Mm-hmm. It is really not that many. But it is to the Sacramento Kings, so congrats to those guys for calling it and for it coming true. And uh, now they'll see if they can get to 50. I think that's going to be difficult. I think they're going to come up a little bit yeah, short of 50. Bit. But uh, 45-plus wins? What a year. I- I also, you know, from reading about these guys, it seems that Sean and John, (laughs) Sean John, those two were already locked in as buddies. But Nadim was also at the game. His girlfriend is a Lakers fan. They came out. He saw those two guys getting chirped at by all the Warriors and Lakers fans, hating on them for never winning a championship, basically for being the Kings. So he stepped up, and he was ready to talk about getting 40 wins as well. And now these guys are like famous Kings (laughs) fans buddies. Great stuff. So they're walking out of the arena, and they're just yelling. 40 wins! We're going to win 40 Sacramento. wins! Yeah. And yeah. now, and now they, they they fulfilled it, man. They're just prophesizing outside a summer league game. Season over. You're getting, you're getting written up months later. Pretty amazing. All right, a couple uh, other winners from the weekend. 
Joel Embiid has to be considered a winner of the weekend. 76ers won both their games. They stay within one and a half games of the Celtics at the number two slot there. Embiid a monster, though. In two games, he averaged 36.5 points. He shot 61% from the field, 7.5 boards, 4 assists, 3.5 blocks, 1.5 steals. That's what he did over the weekend. He didn't hit a three-pointer, but he made 25 field goals and 23 free throws in the two games. And on Friday night, uh, the most important field goal was the game-winning jumper, that little fadeaway around the uh, free-throw line, as the 76ers completed a huge comeback against the Blazers. I know we'll get to the Nuggets and uh, some of the losses piling up for them, even though Jokic was putting up monster numbers. But this was a good weekend for the fans of people that want to say Joel Embiid is the MVP of this league. I mean, this it can't get much better than winning him dominating, him hitting a game winner, and the Nuggets struggling a little bit. According to Basketball References MVP tracker, Embiid's chances went from about 8% when I checked before the weekend. They're up to 12%, uh, according to the uh, to Basketball Reference there. So a good weekend, and uh, you know, a lot of people are saying this isn't over. There's a lot of time left. It's closer. It's closer. Whether or not you have Embiid won, you still have Jokic won, where Giannis comes in the mix. He's missed some games now, so maybe it helps out both of these guys in Jokic and Embiid. But what a weekend for yeah. the Sixers. And uh, Embiid eliminating that argument about him not playing a lot because he's played in you know, 54 or 67 games. He's going to play you know, a little less than 70 games. Mm. But he knows that that could be one argument against him, and sure. he's not going to let that happen, even though he very well could. He could sit games because he does have a foot that's banged up. Uh, he's he's mentioned it many times, uh, so that could happen. But he yeah doesn't want that to be part of the argument. Um, yeah, what just a wild, beautiful game winner. I mean, he gets oh, the ball yeah. at the three point line, spin at the free throw line, buries it. They led for one second in that game, the right second, <laughs> right. the absolute <laughs> last second. That was their only lead of the game. So pretty cool comeback. Steph Curry, also winner of the weekend. I'm sure you guys saw this. A lot of you joining us here on YouTube, listening later. Saturday night, the Warriors snapped Milwaukee's. Nine-game road-winning streak. Uh, defeated the Bucks 125-116 in overtime. The Warriors improved to 28-7 and at the Chase Center. That's like the fourth best home record in the league. And they're 7-26 and away from home. Tied for the third worst road record in the league. But Steph Curry is the reason why they won the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hands out. 22 of his game-high 36 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. You know, he shot 13-27 from the field, so he sort of struggled for Steph Curry. Hit six threes, but... The biggest play of the game wasn't even a an offensive uh, bomb that he hit, though he hit many to obviously keep them in the game and win the game. He blocked a layup attempt by Drew Holiday, attacking uh, what was probably going to be a really good look at the rim, and it was sort of the steel block variety, timed it perfectly, and got them into overtime and then did work in, uh, in the extra period there. But Curry, uh, again, reminding everyone... I gave you the splits there. It's going to be weird. They're going to have to go on the road and win some of these series if they're going to go to the finals again. But you get these moments in a marquee game on Saturday night, and you're like, Jesus, yeah. When you have Curry, you have a pretty good chance. <laughs> I don't care where you're playing, really. Now, no Giannis in this. That's Obviously, you're missing your MVP guy there from Milwaukee, but good stuff from Curry. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah, good thing he did this because that would have been a pretty bad Brutal loss, loss. <laughs> for yeah. the Warriors. Having lost three straight, obviously on the road, they just can't win there. To lose one at home that was winnable against a team that was missing their best player, which their previous three losses were as well, that would have been really, really bad. Uh, shades of Kyrie Irving on Steph Curry from the 2015 Finals. Game one on the block there. Pretty impressive stuff yeah. from Steph. That guy was exhausted, though, from carrying the team. He could barely, like, complete his post-game interview. He was huffing and puffing. I didn't even think he had it in him to celebrate the made three 
in uh, in overtime. So we just kind of gave a Dame Lillard stare down yeah. when he went off the court. That's usually reserved for a road game, I feel like. He was giving fierce looks <laughs> to Golden State Warriors fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Different stuff. One uh, note I had from this game, too, I thought you were probably like pretty high on, was uh, you keep talking about Looney needing to play, needing to play, should be playing more probably. He was pretty important in this game. Again, no Giannis for Milwaukee, but 15 rebounds for the Loon Man. <laughs> and uh, they got a lot of help from, like, DiVincenzo was huge on the glass. Draymond did his work there. Those three guys taking care of business because they are, like, still waiting on whether or not Andrew Wiggins even even returns at yeah. this point with personal matters and who knows what's uh, going on. You're hoping everything's okay with him and his family. But, um, yeah, he was big, Looney was. Yeah, it almost feels like Wiggins' status was downgraded a little bit. It wasn't. But it felt like it was because they've been hopeful that he's going to come back yeah. during the regular season. But Kerr, after the game, says, we hope. Um, but there wasn't, like, an expectation that no. he's coming back no. at any point. So that's – it's yeah, hopefully everything's all right there. He's been gone for more than a month. You know, they can rally around Wiggy when he comes back. That could definitely be a, a point there. But, yeah, if Wiggins isn't there, then it's uh, – yeah. A lot more on Looney's shoulders, a lot more even on like Clay's shoulders to rebound because mm-hmm. they're just a tiny team. Uh, so that's uh, that's definitely a, a worrisome sign. And yeah, uh, wow, wow, what a, what a Steph show <laughs> the last few minutes because it would have been would have been a bad loss. But he does those like last second defensive plays throughout the history of the Warriors. He has had some not not huge blocks like that, but strips uh, because he's he's always in good position. He's not a bad defender. Little love to Thunder rookie Jalen Williams. J-Dub, that one. <laughs> Not the Jalen with the Y, the one without. Uh, he helped OKC to back-to-back wins over the Pelicans, a team they are like battling with to get into the play-in spot, and the Spurs took care of business there. Um, in his nine games since the All-Star break, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, is averaging 21 points per game, five boards, five assists, over two steals, shooting 57% from the floor, 46% from three, and very solid 82% at the line. And he's like a plus, uh, or sorry, a positive, plus and positive negative. A plus minus is what I meant, stud. Uh, And when it comes to the rookie class, it's like, it's Walker Kessler and it's Jalen Williams, J-Dub, leading in win shares. Like, they are very impactful to their team's record. And uh, he's just been amazing and continued to play amazing. Now, Shea's sort of like back, he's in and out, right? He's not going to play back-to-back situations, so he missed one of these games. But it's all right if this guy's stepping up, and those are incredible stats for a rook and helping them win. And they're still in this. I mean, I think we thought maybe a week or two ago, it was like, ah, what a season. And, you know, Shea was missing time there, a good chunk of it. We were like, ah, oh, you know, it's sort of, we were like, I remember I was like disappointed. I was like, oh, I'd love to see them just playing in games that matter here near the end of March and early April, even if they don't get in. And they're right back in the mix. We have like a four way tie, I believe, like with a lot of these teams in the plan. And then there's a couple others just on the outside. So. Good stuff there from uh, Jalen Williams and the Thunder. TK, I know you got one more little mini winner before we pivot to the losers. I got to give a mini winner to the Boston Celtics. Best team I've seen live this year went Saturday night to see Celtics Hawks, and it was the perfect Celtics game. They hit 23s. It was a big night for Jason Tatum as well. He finished with 34 and 15. There were clutch plays from Marcus Smart. Al Horford hit a clutch three, which I feel like he's hit a ton of clutch threes this season came from the corner, as it usually does. There were some hilarious plays from Marcus Smart as well. He had two wide-open layups. One hit the shot clock, and one hit absolutely nothing. Just lost that out of bounds. And then he got in a fight with Trey Young and <laughs> yeah. got ejected. 
with a very slow-mo tackle. Like, uh, it seemed to me more that he was falling down yeah. and yeah. just wanted to keep Trey with him. Kind of pulled guard on him, so that was hilarious to see live. Unfortunately, one of my children uh, converted from being a Hawks fan to a Celtics fan, <laughs> influenced uh, by the family. Oh, wow. But a good weekend for the Celtics because, like you mentioned, the Bucks lost to the Warriors as well. Now they're only two losses down. Boston is uh, behind Milwaukee. Yeah. In the in the race for the one seed, so good stuff for the Celtics, and like I said, I've seen now the Celtics, I've seen the Bucks, and I've seen the Nuggets, and clearly the Celtics were the most impressive live. Would like to see the Sixers. I think they come, but it's like the second to last game of the year here yeah, in yeah. Atlanta. So could who be knows what's even happening there? You yep. never know. I guess Philly could be playing. Could be for a second seed yeah. or yep. even a first seed is still even possible. Was that a double tech for Smart? On that ejection, or was it a single tech? Because I think it just deserved a single tech. What with the the tie the, up there with? Yeah, uh, I mean he got hit in the testicles. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I and, think he got. I think so it was, was a one tech ejection, and it and uh, Trey got a tech as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that makes a little more sense. Because it wasn't that bad. Didn't feel like. I mean, no, but nobody went threw each other up. down. They got tied up, hugging, so and many bodies and he kind of fell. Over. Yes, that's what happened. But yeah, a, a great recovery for the Celtics. No Robert Williams. It's just good to see the oldies come in and Blake Griffin with the hits, like just diving around. Uh, doing... <laughs> Blake Griffin almost had a dunk. Yeah, he didn't get up there. <laughs> Squeaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just chipping in uh, because they're yeah they're so deep. Let's go to losers. Let's do it all here in the A block, baby. Who you got? <laughs> Uh, I, I got the Mavs because it's an interesting situation with them because they're three and eight in their last eleven. That's they, they haven't won consecutive games in a month, but it could go the other way. I think I think the best way to describe it is it's teetering. It could go either way because these games that they lose are really really close, and they're working hard. And on Saturday against the Grizzlies, they had an eleven point lead in the fourth quarter that they gave up because. They're super young in this game. They didn't have Luka, who's probably going to be out a couple more games, not playing tonight against the Grizzlies. Didn't have Kyrie with foot soreness. He's questionable for tonight. So they got up 11. They had Jaden Hardy starting his first game of his career as a rook. They had Josh Green, Tim Hardaway, three guys scoring 20-plus points, but they gave it up. It's just worrisome time. It, it, it is worry hours for the Dallas Mavericks. They sit tied for seventh. And they've got four teams you know, trailing them really, really, really closely uh, in, in the uh, the play in tournament race, as I said, they just don't know who they are. They give up a ton of points at the rim, as we sort of expected. Fourth worst percentage at the rim since the Kyrie trade. They give up a lot of shots there. They don't necessarily know who they're playing. Christian Wood only played 15 minutes in a game without Kyrie and Luca, and Jason Kidd is just trying to figure this thing out. It's if if Wood's not playing in these situations. Maz fans are begging for him to play, but if he's not playing now, then he's not going to play with Kyrie and Luca because those three together, if you see the numbers with those three together, they give up a ton of points. So they got to go more defensive. It's just one of these situations where they're, they're losing these close games. Luca's going to be out for a bit. Only 14 games remaining. You'll probably want to get Luca healthy now to sit him out because he hasn't looked right even when he has played the last couple of months. But... Uh, yeah, worry hours because big time. As we've said with the Kyrie situation, he could be a rental. <laughs> so you literally have yes. four to fourteen more games. It's just very hard to envision this team going on the road and getting to a conference finals like they did last year, with the difficulty that they'd have going through the teams. We've mentioned the bunch of teams, but it feels like we're getting the top six a little bit more solidified 
are they going to go beat Nuggets, Kings, Grizzlies, Suns, Clippers, or Warriors? I mean, it's it's just it's very difficult to imagine them beating two of those, albeit one of those teams. So it's uh, it, because they just don't know who they are. The injuries have played a factor here where they haven't got into a flow, and hopefully Kyrie comes back, and then Luca has to come back. And I guess it is the smart thing to keep him out right now to get him back and try and make a run, but. You got to be in it's the playoffs quite, to make yeah. a run. Yeah. It's the it's, yeah. somewhat worrisome part yeah. here. I mean, I think they'll still ultimately get into this thing, into one playoffs? of the top eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh. they might have to win their way in through the play-in, but yeah. like we were thinking, you know, again, we knew things would change quickly in the Western Conference, but it looked like they were going to be one of the top seeds uh, in the Western Conference and have now slid all the way to eighth, but so many teams right on their heels that they it's like it's possible they don't even make the play-in. Because oh, yeah. it's that bunched up. And that would just be drastic, especially then with the Kyrie Irving decision and what you're going to do with him. And then there is this whole, like, you you, you brought it up, um, but Mavs fans definitely are going, what is going on with Christian? What what are you doing, Jason Kidd? Like, what? why do we have this guy if you refuse to play him? So there's all that as well. Very bad weekend, I would say, for the Dallas Mavericks. They're a game up on 11th right now, and they've still got a three-game road trip. Uh, on the schedule and a five-game road trip. This is a team that's 12-21 and 21 yeah. on the road this season. Obviously, the Warriors get the most uh, publicity for their road struggles, but Dallas has not been good uh, away from Texas. So we'll see. I mean, I still think they probably at least are a play-in team, yeah. but it has not gone well since the trade deadline, basically, whereas you look at a team like the Lakers, they are peaking right now, certainly, even without LeBron. The Thunder, still a tough out. There's still some bad teams in the mix, certainly in the Western Conference, but is not a guarantee, I don't think, for Dallas right now. Who do you have for a loser of the weekend? You got a team, you got a player, where are you going? It's a rare loser here. Denver Nuggets went back and looked. I don't think they've been a loser of the weekend once this season. Hmm. Maybe for when their rim couldn't get fixed. <laughs> oh yes. I think that's a, p- a potential loser yeah. of the weekend for them, but I don't think they've got it for straight-up play on the court, but they're finally getting one because they went 0-2 this weekend against the Spurs and the Nets, two teams they could beat, certainly the Spurs, though the Nets played really, really well, I thought. So, Skeet's got to go back to Wednesday. They've lost three straight now. If you include the Bulls game on Wednesday, could be four, if not for Scott Foster. This is only their second <laughs> three-game streak of the season. Three-game losing streak of the season. Their first since December. Fourth time all year. They've lost consecutive games. Pretty rare. Second time they've lost two straight at home. And the last was in November. The silver lining, though, they've still got a five-game lead on number two in the West. So they're probably still going to have home court, at least in the Western Conference. But there are many anti-silver linings. Philadelphia, 2-0 and over the weekend, which factors into the MVP race, certainly. But also, they're only a half game back of the Nuggets record-wise. They're tied in the loss column right now. If those two teams somehow meet in the finals, yeah. Philly could easily have home court advantage at this point. Also bad, Jamal Murray left Sunday's game due to left knee soreness. I think previously he was having right knee soreness, which is why he missed time, and he has been kind of struggling from the field regardless. 18 for 55 in his last three games, including 8 for 27 from three. Yesterday, he could hit threes, could not make a shot inside the three-point arc. 0 for 7 from two yesterday. Just has not been looking totally healthy, which is a problem considering we're going into the playoffs. But maybe most worrying, I would say, is the bad vibes are finally starting to creep in for Denver right now. Michael Porter Jr. was benched in the fourth quarter after scoring 23 points in 23 minutes. He was hot yesterday, 9 for 12, 3 for 5 from the three-point line. But he was on the court in the third quarter when the Nuggets were getting absolutely smoked. They were outscored 37-18. 
by the nets. <laughs> that's like the third thing that's fallen over by JD today. First one that made it's noise. Going down but, over there. Wow. <laughs> That was a nice mug. <laughs> yeah, show the mug. Show the yeah, mug. For the I was, I was waiting to do a bit, but uh, are, do you see it as the glass is half full or uh, half empty? Uh, well done. Oh, damn. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I didn't realize it had uh, foam yeah. or something on the inside of it. Now that's all over my leg. Oh, <laughs> Got a foam leg. Sorry. That's okay. You know who should feel sorry is Michael Malone. He should feel sorry to Michael Porter Jr. because they needed his scoring in the fourth quarter because Jamal Murray was out at that point. Post-game, Michael Porter Jr. was asked about finding a rhythm, and he said, Coach sat me the whole fourth and put me in with 20 seconds left, I think. So, I mean, it's impossible to catch a rhythm then. So I don't know if you guys are concerned now for the Nuggets or if this is just kind of like, we've got the one seed, but we still got 15 games left before the playoffs come. A little malaise, though, certainly a set in for Denver. What do you think? Are you concerned? Well, I also got to take one here on the chest. I feel sorry as well because I ruined your potential bit there. You were going to go <laughs> a glass half full, glass half empty. I I would say you got to keep the glass half full with this Nuggets team. It feels like the first little bump of the season. Like we've had many with the Celtics where they've hit these you know, yeah. these occasional you know, three game little little, dry little spells. patches. Yep. So I'm not concerned. 14 games left, though. The, the malaise is the question. Do you do you keep it going into the postseason? Do you keep playing hard? Because they've got a great home record. This is where they win their games. I just wouldn't want to see a team kind of just, just kind of stroll into the postseason and then get one of those first two games stolen from them because they're a 500 team on the road. They just kick ass at home. That would be my only concern going forward. Yeah, the Michael Porter Jr. situation is a little odd here. Um, why he wasn't... You know, playing, and he's definitely frustrated with why he wasn't playing when asked about it, and that's fair. Um, you know, was it because he had some defensive lapses? Was it because the Nuggets came back and Malone liked what he saw there in uh, sort of who was out there? Like, like Brown is playing well. I mean, uh, they have two Browns, not Christian Braun. Um, they got Bruce and they got the uh, and Christian, but he was playing well, so it felt like deserving of minutes. But you got to find your guy. Like we talked about, Michael Porter Jr. being like the ultimate swing guy if you want to call him that the ultimate x factor when it comes to uh the nuggets chances to like win this whole damn thing like he needs to be an instrumental part so not good timing if one of your star players is like he's losing faith in in the coach or the team or whatever it is but they have time to rally here i think this is a little blip it's just like the timing of it all is not great with the playoffs starting in a month (laughs) yeah they got a month i mean i i I, this is uh this is trial times Porter has has had it happen in the playoffs before he got played off the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this is all right, as long as he bounces back. But he is important. Uh, loser of the weekend to the Portland Trailblazers. They finished a six-game road trip this weekend with losses in Philly and New Orleans. I wonder if it should just be a seven-game road trip, and uh, next stop is Cancun, because that might be it for Portland this year. They blew a 21-point lead, as we talked about a little bit, to the Sixers there on Friday night, Embiid making the uh, fadeaway jumper. So they were in it, put up a decent fight, but came up short. And then, on Sunday, Trey Murphy the third hit a career-best nine three-pointers, career-high 41 points. They smoked them. They, they just crushed the Blazers. And we had Lillard on the injury report, as probable with right calf tightness. He went through warm-ups, and they kept him out. And this was an announcement like 45 minutes before the game. Everybody thought Lillard was playing. He doesn't. 
they lose. So not good here. They're now 31-37. and 37. They are two games behind the Jazz, the Thunder, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. All four of those teams I just listed, 33-35, and 35, for the final two spots in the play-in tournament. So if you're including the Blazers with those four, that's five teams for two spots at the end of the play-in. Just to even have a chance to obviously try to win your way in. I don't like the chances for Portland here. And this Lillard thing, he's played a lot of games this year. You would assume it must have been bad enough to uh, for him to not go in a game against the Pelicans, a team they're battling to try and get in. You know, I, I think the the grave has been dug. I'm not ready like to, to put the dirt on them yet, but I think it's ready for them there, and it's not going to take long for them to drop into it. Though, eight of their next nine are at home, where they're a better team. Now's the time. I just, uh, I, I just don't have faith in them. I think some of those teams I listed are just playing better. I mean, you know, the Lakers and uh, the Pelicans are a weird team, but the Jazz, Thunder, they're better. They're just a better team than them, and I can't believe the Blazers might miss the freaking play-in tournament. Yeah. It may have just officially become a 12-team race uh, for the Western Conference playoffs. <laughs> it's been a 13-er for, for a long time. Spurs and Rockets, not included. But I, I agree, it feels like it. Especially if it's that calf. It's the right calf that's been bothering him all year, almost. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder if it's uh, it's a lingering issue with him. So, could be more games. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's so funny. Like, I'm saying they're done, they're out of it, you know, the grave is dug, start saying your prayers yeah, and all that. But, you know, you you win one or two in a row in this weird race here, and you're suddenly right back in the But mix. you got to have three teams be bad in front of you yes, now yes. for them to jump in. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back... Oh, we already had our first break. Ah, uh, I like it. Came through with, hey, a, with a joke it. anyway, okay. man. Incredible, right, man. incredible. Uh, we'll take our first ad break. <laughs> And when we come back, we're going to talk a little March Madness. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Okay. Selection Sunday. March Madness. Again, we are not college basketball sickos, but we are basketball fans. And everybody loves March Madness. And you know we got to fill out a bracket. That's what we're going to do. But our men's number one seeds, Alabama, which the NCAA believes is the best team in the tournament. Houston which is the team I think Vegas thinks has the best chance to win it all. Kansas is a number one seed. They lost in the Big 12 tournament final. But uh, head coach Bill Self, he's back in the mix for the big dance there. And then Purdue, whose hopes ride on a 7'4 giant named Zach Eddy. Canadian That's right. Zach Eddy. 7'4". Uh, 
This guy's like, yow. He's a Canadian yow, this guy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the number one seeds. Um, Chris Branch for The Athletic in, uh, in the Pulse today, he wrote that there are two types of bracket sickos in this world. There's the one shot. That's the person who's already filled it out by this morning. Just won't change it. Just boom, done. Gut reaction to all the uh, matchups. Okay, I'm out of here. And then there's the editor, the person who has filled it out. <laughs> They've made changes twice already. They got five more updates they're going to make this week. They're not going to lock it in until the final 10 minutes before Thursday's first game, before tip-off there. Are you guys a one-shot or an editor? All I need is one shot. <laughs> yeah. you got to be a one-shot guy. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. JD, what about you? You're an actual editor. Are you doing that with your brackets? Uh, no. 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 One shot. Got to go with the gut. That's it. Lock it in. Right away. Well, I hope we do that as a team, guys. We're all one-shot guys here. And all week long, with our friends at Neutral, we're going to fill out our bracket. And we're going to have a pool. We're going to share that link. Uh, I think we'll it's created, okay, and great. I think I'm sharing it. And where are we going? Classic NCAA CBS bracket? It's a CBS sports joint right okay, here. Okay, excellent. Okay. Yeah. So, we won't do this all today, because that would take forever. But let's do a region of the day here, as we build our way to Thursday's actual tip-off. I know we've got those, uh, what do they call them, the first four games starting on Tuesday night. Sure. But they don't really matter to this. So let's start with the South region. Again, neutral helping us out here. TK, um, let, let's do it. I guess you'll sort of take us through the matchups here, and we'll talk it out and, and debate who moves on. Well, we don't have our first matchup set. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> so real quick, who do you think is going to win? Texas Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri? SEMO? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like SEMO. Yeah, I also it, like SEMO. It here. ain't going to matter because Alabama's going to going to wax them. You ready to throw an Alabama in there, the overall number one seed? We've had one one seed ever lose to a 16 seed. It just in happened, NCAA didn't tournament it? history. Yep. Uh, WNBC. I forget what it stands for. Wisconsin-Milwaukee Basketball Club. <laughs> Who'd they Probably beat? Probably not that. They beat the one seed, Skeets. <laughs> <laughs> not going to well happen again. Well played. Uh, yeah, no, Alabama. Put them through. Okay. All right, put them through. Put them through. Uh, now things are getting interesting here. We got the Maryland Terrapins versus the West Virginia. I think they're the Mountaineers. Yeah, that sounds right. I do right. believe. That sounds right. Uh, and if I'm guessing, knowing what I know about Bob Huggins... West Virginia has a staunch defense. Right. They've always got good defenders there. Uh, Javon Carter is a guy from West Virginia. Mm. And I think there's the next Javon Carter already there. I also saw that over the course of NCAA history, the nine seed has actually beaten the eight seed more times than yeah, vice versa. Yeah. I mean, so it should be a fair matchup. Yeah, it's a, it's a flip a coin, but I'm I'm totally on board taking West Virginia. Tess, you're all right with uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I undoubtedly would like to pick the nine seed. It just adds a little <laughs> spice to the bracket. Okay. okay. To me. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, a little spice right when there. When you're picking these things, you want to pick That's... some under. I'm not a chalk man. I'll yeah, never be no, a chalk man. No, we're not a chalk man. No, don't you worry about that. But, like, also, the spice by picking a nine seed over yeah. an eight seed is like pepper. No, I know. <laughs> but you need something, Skeets. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be one of those picking these ridiculous upsets that just aren't going to happen. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, yeah, I want a little life okay. in my bracket. Well, isn't this next one, like, uh, notoriously one that does happen a lot? 512? 125, yeah. It. Yeah. The San Diego State Aztecs, home of uh, Kawhi Leonard versus the Charleston. 
the Charleston College. Cougars. They're the Cougars. <laughs> the Cougars. Uh, <laughs> home to a girl I went to high school with. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? She, I assume, has graduated <laughs> since it was, you know, over 20 years ago. <laughs> Shout out to Lydia Carey if you happen to be watching the show. Uh, she no. dropped out. Okay. <laughs> look at that, look at that strength of schedule. Not great. Yeah, for, you like that uh, SLS Charleston right there? there. Yeah, holy moly. Look at those points per game. I do believe this is a run and gun team, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, right, right, right. Can they? Yep. Can they catch fire? Uh, Can well, they catch fire? I mean, Thirty-one and three. That's nice, man. But they only played one game against the top twenty-five team. Lost it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, we know. We know we're going to be taking at least one twelve over a five. But is it this one? It doesn't seem like it's this one. No, to me. I'm. I'm with you. Let's okay. Go. Yeah. San Diego, man. San All right. Diego State. There we go. This one's for Marshall Falk. <laughs> All right. Next up, the Virginia Cavaliers, the Who's, versus the Furman Paladins. Is that right? I think that yes, might be Yes, that is, that might I be believe, correct. right. Yes, I the believe. Furman Paladins. Uh, I saw that this one was referred to as a tortoise versus hare matchup. Uh-huh. Furman, I have, like, look at look at the stats here. Furman is averaging 82 oh, points per game, weird. giving up 71. University of Virginia, though, is known for being a defensive team. They send a ton of guys to the NBA, and they're all pretty yep. solid defenders, like yep. a DeAndre Hunter, a Joe Harris, a Sam Hauser. And you will guarantee see John Hollinger tweeting about how smart all their players are. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did they're, a, they're a tournament-tested team. Okay. Paladin, Paladins are led by a pair of fifth-year seniors. They got the age. <laughs> Jalen Slauson and Mike Bothwell. Well, they're not called fur boys. <laughs> um, Wait, who? Slauson and Bothwell? <laughs> Slauson and Bothwell. Bringing it to you. <laughs> Slossin and and Flossin out there. Oh, man. I saw saw a lot of people taking Furman as an upset. So I I almost want to swerve on them. Swerving on Furman? Yeah, Yeah, I want to go to UVA. I kind of think so, UVA, too. I like cheering for them. I like cheering for the Cavs. (laughs) You do love the Cavs. (laughs) You do love the Cavs. I like these Cavs. I I was gifted uh, a bag-o set, a cornhole set, and uh, the... The pre-inserted like screen plastic thing that came on the uh, the set was a Virginia yeah, Cavaliers right. logo. So I love them. I just love them. I've never changed that. <laughs> I've never put in my. They try to get you like, oh, you can buy in a slide and put them in here. You know, whatever team you. We like. should create custom no ducks once. That'd be pretty cool. Sure. <laughs> no ducks. I put them in. Boards. <laughs> <laughs> no dunks cornhole boards. Corn slides. All right. All right. So Keep we going. go. Let's go, Virginia. Good move. Yeah, I do think. Uh, from what from what I can tell, the 13 seed seems to be the hot seed these days. Yeah. Compared oh, to the 12 seed, you know, like everybody everybody knows about 12 versus five. The new one is 13 over four. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, hybrid max powertrain sounds good to me. Uh, next, we got, I can't even turn off a, my sound. What a show today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. Holy moly! What a show. Look, it's still talking. I know. <laughs> is that your? What's going on here? This, this man is lost. Oh, what is playing? Uh, my it? podcast started somehow. <laughs> Stuff you should know somehow. Sorry, I have no idea how this started. They got anything? So about it, was your, it was your phone. Many not your devices. Computer. Yeah, I wasn't even touching it. <laughs> Do they have an episode on the NCAA tournament? Because that would be very helpful. Well, yeah, I was just looking. I, I saw this from the New York Times. A one in nine point two quintillion chance yeah. to get a perfect bracket. Yeah, that's right. Quintillion. Mm. So you're saying that, there's a chance. Like how many? <laughs> how many digits is that? It's past the. It's just past the trillions. So it's uh, 
too many. <laughs> 16. 16. Wow. Say. Yeah, we're into the We're going to do it. Quintillions. 16? Yeah, 16. <laughs> you don't think 20? Back to the back to the bracket, not, please. Oh, Let's go. I hear what you're That's saying. Not I hear that what one. Saying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quadrillion, I think, would be next after trillion. Uh, but yeah, our right. next matchup is the Creighton Blue Jays <laughs> versus the NC State Wolfpack. Oh! That's right, Skeets. Julius Hodge, you, baby. I know you love dogs, but I also know you love Toronto, which is the most famous of Blue Jays. Mm. So what? We got Kyle Korver and Doug McDermott versus Julius <laughs> Hodge and Tom Gugliotta. What Ooh, you got? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I don't know if they're playing. Uh, uh, I, I'm going. Uh, I'm going NC State. You like NC State? No, we need. We got. I mean, we're chalk right now, so we gotta 25. start. We gotta start. We gotta get at least one or two in here, right? Yeah, I think the the ACC uh, down year, down year for the ACC. But uh, oh, I'm go, I'm willing man. to go for an upset here. But there's uh, Ryan Nemhard's on uh, Creighton. I do believe he's brother of Andrew, if I'm, Ooh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Is he be a Canadian okay. connection to Ryan, Ryan Nemhard, brother. Look, yep. at the, look at those three-point shooting stats. My dad tells me it always comes down to guard play in the NCAA tournament. I believe that. I actually believe that, too. They dictate the game. Yeah, well, yeah, and college players shooting. turn the ball over all the time. Well, Just yeah. don't mess up. Yeah, don't mess up is the key. Mm. Who's going to mess up, then? Uh, who's got the most turnovers here? Okay. <laughs> That's what we got to find out. Well, it looks to me like Creighton's going to mess up. So, NC State, you're going in. Wow. All right. Why not? Why not? The <laughs> Baylor Bears hmm. versus what? The University <laughs> of California SB. Santa Barbara? Santa Barbara hats. Guachos. Gauchos. 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 Yeah, they're the yeah. Gauchos, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, and they their mascot is a hat. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Baylor, <laughs> Baylor, a recent NCAA champion, 2020, I do believe, something like that. I think they're known perhaps as a defensive team. Yeah. Though looking here, they've given up 70 points per game, so maybe not. Things have changed. Things have changed. I ain't, I ain't betting on a hat. No way. I hate hats. <laughs> Baylor, I'm, they I'm got, actively rooting against hats. the hats. <laughs> Baylor won in 2021. 21, there we go. And then go. they got bounced last year. Right? It wasn't in North Carolina beat them. That could be. So they need some revenge. Okay. Baylor? Yeah, Baylor. nice. Oh, I get users picked there. I didn't see that. All okay. Right. You know what? I think Big 12 is actually a good basketball conference right now. They yeah. seem good to me. Baylor it is. Baylor it is. All right. Missouri Tigers versus the Utah State Cougars. <laughs> no, no idea what this one is. I'm like, Utah is the Utes. BYU is the Cougars. Utah Aggies. State Aggies. Oh, the Aggies. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So we're talking farmers versus tigers here. The tigers. Interesting. Interesting. I don't understand what net rank is. I understand how they generate that because the lower seeded Utah State Aggies, the tenth seed, have a higher net rank than the Mizzou Tigers. So I don't know. Strength of schedule. Wow, Utah looks like they've played a pretty solid schedule. I'm going here. Utah here because we were just there, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> we, went, we went to Utah recently. Haven't been to Missouri in years yeah, yeah. at this point. Uh, 20, 2019 was my last time in Missouri, I think. All right. Arizona Wildcats. Princeton Princes. 215. Princeton Tires. That's a 215 matchup between different felines. Uh, you know, we you talked about like only one sixteenth seed ever winning a first round game. Uh huh. I believe that means then 10, 15 seeds in history 
have won that first round matchup. Okay. So pretty, very rare. Rare ski. Very, very rare. And uh, I don't think it's happening in this one. I'm Team Arizona. Team Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. They look like a talented bunch. Yeah, they've got 96% of users have picked Arizona. So I'm I'm with the 96% on this one. Okay. Okay, sorry, cool. Sorry, Princeton. All sorry, right, keep sorry, going. Sorry, Tigers. Oh, yeah, we got to pick right, more than top. one round. Yeah, man. Forgot we got to get our final four team from the South. You bet. Final four team from the South. Uh, in our round of 32 matchup, we got a one seed Alabama Crimson Tide versus the nine seed West Virginia Mountaineers. Is it time for an upset? No. No. No, no. no. Sending the one seed on. I don't through. know a lot about college basketball, but I do know Alabama's looked pretty damn good this year. They got a. Good draft prospect, Brandon Miller. Right, right, right. A lot of controversy surrounding the team as well. That's true. San Diego State, Aztecs versus Virginia Cavaliers. Talk about a bi-coastal matchup. (laughs) We're in the south. Where is that? Where is the south for this? Uh, Oh, where where are they playing? Yeah, where are they playing? I don't even – I have no clue. My guess is that there will be more Virginia fans. Does that matter? Sometimes it does. (laughs) Taz, who you got in this one? 5-4. Talk me into it. San Diego State or Virginia? Well, you want to talk about it so we can figure it out? The thing is, when you talk about the second round, you just say the same things that you talked about in the first round. Because that's all I know. You know, we're, I'm, I'm out of information here. I got, uh, I have my affinity for Virginia, as I talked about. Can't get away from that. Okay. Virginia. Virginia it. it is. Go with your gut. Trust your gut. That's the key here. All right, next, we have a matchup between the North Carolina State Wolfpack if the 11th seed versus the 3 seed Baylor Bears. And teams are more – or users are definitely more on the Baylor Bears, 63% of them choosing Baylor to advance out of the round but of only, 32. But only 7% pick North Carolina State. Yeah. It's probably to advance <laughs> yeah. this round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I'm going with the uh, – Stick with Baylor? No way, man. This is the upset of all upsets. This is one people are going to be talking Baylor. about. Baylor was upset last year. That's exactly right. It's in or their they... head. It's in their head. <laughs> They're rattled, I don't man. know, man. I was like, I just want to see a double digit. I like to see a double digit flirting into that sweet 16. You there know? we go. They were, they were a one seed last year, and they lost in the second round. Oh, geez. See? Oh, by another North Carolina. <laughs> oh, the North Carolina. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. See? The story writes itself. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Okay. I like that then. I like uh, I like the narrative element because why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about in in our last round of 32 matchup, the Utah State Aggies, the Arizona Wildcats. That's a 10 versus a 2. My guess is we're getting similar percentages here. 5% have Utah State advancing to the Sweet 16, 82%. Right. Got the Wildcats. I think this is going to be a good game. <laughs> it's going to be a big, good game. Yep. A couple of West Coast teams. It's going to be a close game, but, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I I guess we're taking Arizona. Yeah, I, I we're think, taking the number two yeah, seed. Let's, let's, let's stay with Arizona here. This one's for Bibby. Okay. That one's for Mike Bibby. All right. Big choice here. Alabama or Virginia. A one versus a four. The number one overall seed versus... A team who is known to show up in the postseason. I think we should take Alabama. You want to stick with Alabama? I'm a little terrified that Virginia doesn't even make it past the first game. Uh, with a lot of people trying to convince me that Furman can beat them. In you that think upset. it's So I think we should just like, you know, you know, cover our ass a little bit. And uh, even if we have Virginia win in a couple games, that'll, that'll be fine. We'll still have uh, big points there with Alabama, in theory, beating them. Excellent. Okay. 
how about the wolf pack versus the wildcats? Dog versus cats. Oh, I'm really team, makes you think. Yeah, well, I'm team dog. You're but, team dog. But, this man is team yeah, dog. But you guys, <laughs> I might be Task team cat. I'm a team. Yeah. I'm team cat. I got one both. of the. One of the uh, you got both. Whoa. Should we bring in a ringer to give us the uh, the? It's got to be JD. JD, JD where are we going? Uh, we know what. We know where we we're know going. Where we're going. <laughs> what do you mean? You have dogs two, or cats, you have man? Two dogs. <laughs> That's how we're picking. <laughs> All right, dogs. All right. NC State. Look at this. All right. Great. Wow. Wow. One versus eleven. Are we sticking with the dogs, or does anybody have an elephant at their home? <laughs> Somehow that's the mascot for Alabama. The Crimson Tide Elephant. Uh, uh, the, the Elephant documentary just won an Oscar. Ah. It's a good doc, okay. too. I saw it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I want to say the – is it just called The Elephant Whisper? Something like that. It's good. Um, the Elephant Whispers. That's Alabama going through to the Final Four. Okay. I think they are. That's my pick. I mean, I've talked you into NC State this far, so I even yeah, to get off board at this This is point. a good cover us, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stick with Alabama. All right, that's our first pick. Nice. For our final four pick. That's our final four. Okay, excellent. Who will join them? Tune in tomorrow. All right. Yes, uh, what region are we going tomorrow then? I guess the one below the south. What the is east. It? Oh, we're going to the east. Okay. Talking Purdue. Okay. Ooh. Some big names here. Oh, some big names. Okay, the biggest. okay. Nice. We'll do that uh, on tomorrow's show. Thanks, get to neutral uh, for uh, encouraging us to finally fill out a March Madness bracket here on the show. We'll take one more break when we come back. Pick them results and a few tweet of the nights. Don't go anywhere. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately, so I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures both analog and digital, a lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding... What happens to your assets? Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash no dunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash no dunks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Friday night pick'em results. We had the Hawks-Wizards game. It was basically a pick'em. Wizards had a point to play with as dogs, but the Hawks covered. Win for me, win for Trey. Tass had the Wizards. You and I are 3-5 and in March. Trey, a very solid 6-2. and What's tonight's game? We got a four versus six matchup in the Western Conference. Suns going to visit the Golden State Warriors, and they are four and a half point dogs. Obviously, no Durant. Feels like kind of a juicy line, though, for the Warriors 
to get four and a half points at home. They got to win by five or more. Skeets, you got them, though. Trey and I think that the Suns will cover on the road. It's a tough one. Tough one, especially that uh, that line there. I mean, I could see the Warriors winning. Will they win by five or more? But I went and checked. I mean, we talked about their home record being amazing. When they win at home, they generally do win by a decent amount. So we'll see if that can continue. I got the Warriors. They got to win by five or more. These guys got the Suns as the dogs. Okay, let's go to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. I just got a couple fun photos for you guys from the weekend. Our first tweet of the night is from the Pacers themselves. They tweeted a photo of Coach Carlisle and 50 Cent hanging out together. And there was a, a lot of get Rick or die trying uh, retweets with this. So well done, everybody. I saw like a million of those. Perfectly played. Jim Carrey and 50 Cent there. Hanging out. Okay, that's it. It's just a photo. It's funny. It's <laughs> 50 Cent and Rick Carlisle. Yeah. You can imagine it in your head. But this one is probably the real winner of the weekend when it comes to tweet of the weekend. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a retweet, actually, from at Les is Mo. Mike Budenholzer, if some Looney Tunes dynamite blew up in his face, and there's a photo of, I assume, a, a soccer coach. I, uh, I don't really know who this uh, soccer slash football coach is, but man... <laughs> Is that not the perfect caption for this pick? Mike Budenholzer, if some Looney Tunes dynamite blew up in his face. If you're listening to the podcast, you got to come check out the uh, the YouTube version and see the photo because it is perfect. There's literally no other way to describe it's it. It's so Too good. perfect. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Saw this on the internet and I just hoped it would make it into yeah, our show. Yeah, I had to. Because the, the Bud connection as well. He does look like Coach That's Budenholzer so with uh, less hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it. I don't know. It got blown off yeah. by <laughs> Stick of Dynamite from the Looney Tunes world. Okay, there it is. Those are two That's tweets of the picture, night. Man. Just some great picks going around. Uh, what a show. What a wild show. Jeff Propes, our cardboard cutout, fell down. We broke a mug. Uh, Tash had a, a <laughs> podcast just start playing out of the blue. We had a couple really epic coughs up in here. There was a lot going on, and we started filling out our March Madness bracket. We'll continue to do that all week. But you know we'll be talking some NBA hoops on tomorrow's podcast here live at 10 a.m. Eastern from the Classic Factory. Join us tonight for a little playback fun, our NBA watch party. Uh, we'll start off around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll get that link in the show notes. We'll share that. I'll tweet it out and all that. You can join us tonight. It's a lot of fun. You just sign up for free with Playback, and then you log in with whatever system or whatever account you do to watch games. And uh, we'll be on for a couple hours, usually are. So join us tonight for that. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning here from the Classic Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can always look at something that's broken in two ways. Either it's half full or it's half empty. Brace the day, people.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.